everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Bree. And I'm Alex. And this is the Thrive Podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm Al- sorry if I just like blew out the audience ears. Um, Alex didn't know I was going to do I that. was not. Did you know you were doing that like before? No, I, I, no, I didn't know right until That was until a game I time decision. Game oh time decision. Oh my gosh. The first time we're rebranding. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So we have today, it's Monday, the 7th of August, and we just launched our, well, launched. We just announced, announced that we're naming the, the app Thrive. And then yep. we've always had the intention of renaming the podcast uh, after yep. all of this. And so, yeah, I guess this is officially the first Thrive this podcast. This is the, the birth of the Thrive podcast. I think yeah. um, we might play around with the name a little bit. Like, yeah. Let's thrive, thrive I, with us. I, I was you know, thinking that too. Like some yeah. something, but um, it'll thrive. definitely have thrive just so that there's a little bit of like, I don't know, branding, I guess, across these two things, and we can yeah. use to co-promote. Um, thrive is Brie and I's passion project for long-term, low-cost, just efficient direction with yeah, anything like you need with your exercise, nutrition, like any goals that you have, we will have the platform to help you get there, whether that is through education, efficient workout planning, habit tracking, uh, personalized check-ins, self check-ins, I should add. Yeah. Um, so much muscle, more. losing body fat, yep. all that kind yep. of stuff. So it's, it's the yeah. best of what we do all put into a very low cost app. We're not final on the pricing. So, um, we're still kind of brainstorming that but we know it's going we know we have a rough idea and it's going to be very competitive with our current group training models yeah definitely definitely so let's get into what you did this weekend because you were out of town yeah yeah um so i went to nashville nice went with uh, yeah i went there for a bachelor party um a few years back it was a good time um now there's a few things to note nashville is very big on country music on fried foods especially chicken uh-huh. Uh, and drinking. And yep. I do not love drinking. I don't love country music. And I'm allergic <gasps> to chicken. So. <laughs> You're um, allergic to just chicken. Not even like fried. Not not like even that specific. But like you can't have even grilled chicken. That's correct. <gasps> I didn't, didn't know, that. know that. No, but I did actually I have a client who is um, allergic to, well, previous client or past client. It was allergic to chicken, but she could get away with organic chicken. For some reason, there was something with organic chicken and she could eat it, but she couldn't eat regular chicken. It had to be labeled organic. So I've wow. heard someone having an allergy before, but yeah, yeah. it's crazy. You know, it's funny. No I have eggs. Weird. I know, right? Yeah. So when yeah. I was young, I mean, not to, maybe, maybe we'll do, I mean, we've talked about doing we a need podcast to do about one. my allergies. Yeah. We need but to. Like, but um, very basically, like when I was, you know, young, I couldn't have eggs like that was confirmed with an allergy test. And, you know, obviously I tried it. That's where we found out. And then um, so until I was like 11, I couldn't have even like a birthday cake or anything or like cookies because they contained eggs, even though it was like baked in. Yeah. Then around 11 or so, I could have eggs if they were cooked, you know, because it changes like the protein inside of it. Yeah. Then so I started being able to have like cake and cookies and uh, that was awesome. And then um Let's see, around like 15 or 16, I was finally able to eat chicken. And so like I went to McDonald's, got chicken nuggets. I left, literally left the allergist office after they like um, tested me and I went and got chicken nuggets. I was like, this is insane. Like, this is crazy. This is so good. That is so precious. (laughs) I ate chicken from 16 till I think like 
20. Yeah. And then 20, I started noticing like I was having allergic reactions, like my lips would bubble up, my throat would get really scratched. And I was like, dang. So confirmed. Yeah, it's come back from 20 to I think like 23 or something. Couldn't have it 23 to like 25. I could have it again for whatever reason. 25 or I think 25 ish years old. I noticed it was coming back again, the allergy. Ugh. And so I just haven't had it since it's been like three, four years since then. And, uh, yeah, no chicken, which it makes, it makes, um, I would say it like makes protein a little bit harder, but like, I'm just yeah. used to it at this point. You know, I have so many food allergies yeah. that I have to work around that yeah. it is what it is, but yeah. At anyway, least you're, um, you're able to consume an animal source, like obviously sure. have a lot of beef and stuff like that. And so yeah, luckily I'm not lactose intolerant it. because like oh, that too. Yeah. dairy would be, dairy's a, you know, fair like protein shakes and milk and you know, stuff yeah. like that. Cheese, like those are yep. very helpful for me. And then obviously like beef and you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, so but anyway, don't really drink, can't have chicken. I oh, don't like country music. And uh, yeah, I don't yeah. love country music, but you know, it was nice just like hearing music, yeah. you know, just kind of like yeah. walking. It's cool, you know? Yeah. Um, and so anyways, yeah, Friday, we wake up at like 2.30 or 3 a.m. to catch a flight. We fly into Nashville. Um, it was a two-leg trip, which is, you know, it's fine. Um, so drive to the local airport 20 minutes away, fly to the major airport, then fly to Nashville. Nice. Um, it was pretty smooth there. And then <clears throat> I was pretty tired. We walked like 20,000 steps the first day, wow. which was, you know, um, not super, super insane, but it's, it's a decent bit. Yeah. And because of my food allergies, I have a lot of food anxiety, you know, yeah. and like, tr yeah. especially just around travel in general, it's like, oh man, if they slip a nut in my food on accident, like, or if there's a sesame seed on my hamburger, even if I ask for like no sesame seed. Right. I'm screwed, like yeah. potentially hospital screwed if there's one sesame seed in my food. So yeah. very, very anxiety uh, inducing when I travel. So I always plan to lose, like most people gain weight on vacation. I always lose like two, three pounds, even if yeah. it's like a short turnaround. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was fun. Let's see. We did an escape were we, room. Were, what were we you there for? I don't think you said UFC event for. on Saturday. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I like watching cool. UFC a lot. Um, so I went there with one of my buddies. Nice. Um, and and then maddie came you know as well yeah. yeah um so yeah we did that in an escape room we went to see we saw some like um race car things but it was like lightning and raining we paid like 300 dollars to get in oh, it was gosh. a it was a whole thing like my yeah. buddy my buddy bennett he's a very erratic person mm -hmm. it's like just all over the place like I could tell a story, but I'm not going to because it would take like 15 minutes to tell the whole thing in detail. But very okay. basically, it's very erratic, very all over the place, very like no plan. I don't really need a plan, but it's like just senseless wandering. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really yeah. can't explain how chaotic it is, but it's very like okay. energy draining in a way, you know, because yeah. it's just like, wow, this is chaos. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. So anyways, um, was pretty hungry, was pretty tired. The entire trip was pretty, you know, low energy, um, still had a good time. And then yeah. after the fight, the fights ended at like 1130 or something. We get back to the room. I didn't feel like going out. I was pretty tired. Yeah. Um, we get back to the hotel and I, because I knew I needed to keep up the energy, like for my buddy Bennett. I slammed two thirds of a rain energy drink. So about 200 milligrams of caffeine at 5 PM. Yeah. Which is a mistake. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, I was, I knew I was going to just have like a small nap and then get up because we had to be up at like 3 AM for the airport. Right. So, um, couldn't sleep. So it's like, Aww. it's 1 45 AM and I'm just like, wow, I'm not tired at all. Like <laughs> wow. I could go for a run right now. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, it was fine though. I was tired all yesterday. Um, that's so but, funny you bring up the energy drink because last night I got the Kim Aid 
Oh, yeah, yeah. new like lemonade Kim Kardashian collaboration drink. Um, yeah. And Sage was like, oh, this looked good. Can I try one? I was like, sure. So he took one and drank it. And I didn't realize what time it was when he took <gasps> it. And he realized it was an energy drink. I'm like, what did you think what? it was? So he drank <laughs> a a 200, 200 milligrams 200, of caffeine yeah. last night at like, I don't know, 7 p.m. Went, no. to bed at, went to bed at midnight. No problem. You're kidding. No problem. Is That's he feeling he okay today? Like, is he like... I mean, yeah, he's, he's fine. But he's like, see, wow. I told you I told you caffeine is effect. Because I get on him for drinking like sweet yeah. tea before bed, which is like, I don't yeah. know, 60 something milligrams. Sure. Um, so I get on to him for it. He's like, see, it really doesn't affect me. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're not getting any of the benefits of caffeine. And he kind of like saw it for a second. And I was like, the fact that you're able to go to sleep after having 200 milligrams of caffeine just shows that you don't get the benefits from it when you do use it. And so he's like, huh, okay. I'm like, so it might be time to kind of cycle it a little bit. So get, yeah, because he takes pre-workout. So it's like, mm. that is, I mean, there's so many other benefits pre-workout, but like that is, can be one of them if you take it with caffeine. So it was just funny though, but I cannot believe, he said he went to bed totally fine at midnight after taking it, drink at seven. I always wonder is, um, because some of my clients have that, like they would have like a three, 4 PM cup of coffee and like yeah. they, talk, they would complain about their sleep or their energy levels. And I'm like, yeah. how about we try for one week? Just like dialing that back to like, no caffeine afternoon and right. maybe your time to sleep isn't be better or worse but it's a sleep quality. quality so let's do this for a week and see if your energy levels improve on an on a, you know an objective yeah. rating yeah and obviously it's no. pretty subjective you know but well, even still so remember, I would be, I'd be curious about that yeah Sage and I are husband and wife and you know there's these times where like things happen and he like doesn't want to tell me that I'm right or yeah. you know admit that something I suggested is correct and so like right. I'm sh He's not going to tell me if you got bad sleep. You know he's, what I mean? He's the so. big, strong man. Like, yeah, he's exactly. Not gonna tell, he's not going to tell you that, like, maybe you were right about some exercise tip or, like, maybe maybe you know more about exercise programming than him because, Literally. like, this is your profession and you're very yes. good at it. Yeah. Yes. I, no, he's, when, he's got bigger muscles than you, so how could you So, of right? course, he's supposed to know more. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> he, um, he did coaching with Jordan over this oh, past yeah. year, and it was I, I posted all this on Instagram. I was like, it's one of the best things that ever happened for our relationship because I would always tell him to do certain things. He's like, no, this is the way it's done, blah, 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 which I think men naturally think like they know more about working out just because they're, they're men, which is whatever. It's fine. Right. Um, and say she's been working out for so long. He always has big muscles, so he must know kind of thing. And so when I tell him stuff, he wouldn't really listen to me. And then he started noticing that Jordan would say the same things that I was saying that I've already mm -hmm. told him. Mm -hmm. And so now there'll be times where like, he'll talk about something at the gym, but he comes up to me with like this kind of like, so, you know, what do you, what do you think about this? Like, he doesn't want to actually fully ask me, but he knows he's like, okay, you actually do know like a thing or two about this. And so he's like, wait, so like, how could I make this more length and position biased? <laughs> literally. And then there was something I told him to alter. He was doing, um, oh, what was it? Like a V squat or something like that. And I told him to adjust something. And then he, after he was working out, I was like, how did that adjustment work? He's like, you know, it, yeah, it worked out. It actually worked really worked. <laughs> it was okay. Like, it was know, yeah, it was, it was okay. You know, I was like, okay, see, so it's just like we collaborate a lot more now. Yeah, but all fun. that to say, he's not going to admit that caffeine affects him if it really did. So right. I don't know if he's yeah. a valuable source, but so yeah, um, yeah. tangent. But yeah, weekend was good. I'm tired a little bit, not so bad today because I got you know enough sleep, but um, it was good, just just tiring. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, um, how's, uh, how's your fat loss? How's your weekend and how's your fat loss going? Yeah, I just finished my first full week of being mm -hmm. in a fat loss phase. The first like 36 hours were the worst, probably 36 to 48. I was Had to... starving beyond belief and yeah. I would wake up starving and I was like, this sucks. Like if this is how it's going to be for the next four weeks, I may quit early. Like I can't do this. Um, and so on the second day I was like, look, I or no. The first day, which was Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday, I woke up stupid hungry. And I was like, you know what? 
I'm tired of waking up this hungry. I think eventually I'll get used to it and I won't be hungry in the morning, but like, yeah. I can't have this. So Wednesday I pushed all my calories to later in the day. So I ate a mm. really big meal late. So yeah. I wake up not hungry the next day on Wednesday. I did wake up slightly hungry, not super hungry. And then, or not Wednesday, Thursday. And then ever since really Thursday, it's kind of been smooth sailing. Friday was easy, easy. I use easy quotations. Sure. Friday, right. Saturday, Sunday was easy. Um, I, the other thing that made it difficult too, is I was cycling my calories. So not only did I go into a deficit, which my plan was to be at 1800 calories, I pushed that to 1600 calories because I wanted extra calories for the weekend. Cause we're going out mm. to dinner at one of my favorite mm. places. Those plans got canceled. <laughs> so I'm sitting here on like Friday. I'm like, wow, I cycled all week. I didn't even need to. But I was like, look, I could use this for other things. And so there were a few things here and there that I used those extra calories for. But for the most part, I was like, well, I'm already 1600 calories, like averaging 1600 calories. What if yeah. I just kept going it? Because I can push that hard if I wanted to. Right. Yeah. So I did have a few things that kind of put me up, but I think I averaged for the week, like 1623, I think on calories. Um, I saw you did uh, cookies and milk one of those days. I know you love like yeah. your cookies and milk. And I, I was it. like, dude, she's going to pay for that. Like she's going to pay be for it. Just like hungry, oh, hungry? like liquid Each... calories. I guess like you're, no, you're, no, no, so, no. you're only the first week by like week, like eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. If you do that, you're going to be fucked. Those, no, no, no. Those are a staple for a cut for me. So each cookie is only 55 calories. No, so, even still, even still. I know, but I'm just saying like, I love having a little sweet treat. So I'll have that with like a glass of milk and it just satisfies me. And it's just, I love it every single time. So I yeah. will work, I will literally wake up in the morning, track those cookies first and then work mm -hmm. my way backwards. So That's that way smart. I'm whatever, but the yeah, aggressiveness so. that, that I've been going at with some of my cuts has been like lately in the last yeah. like, year has been like, if I drink even a protein shake, protein shakes out the window. Like I yeah. cannot do them because any liquid calories, not a good really? idea. Yeah. Like I can't have a single Oreo. I can't have a single Rolo. Cause if I do, if I'm like misallocating those calories to anything that is not highly or like, yeah, very high, high volume foods. Yeah. I'm just done this time. This past cut, I didn't end up doing uh, cauliflower rice, but yeah. normally cauliflower rice, I'm eating that every single day, like throwing that in with a little bit of rice just to like yeah. bulk it up. I have like two, three, four cups of cauliflower rice in one sitting. It's a disgusting yeah. amount of cauliflower rice, but this time I didn't have to go that hard, but last well, time I, I have a, I have a protein shake probably every single day and it yeah. helps me so much. And it more so helps me because that's how I fit my cookies in because it's like, right. I, and I think this actually is a good discussion because it shows how different you and me are. You're like, I don't do, um, protein shakes. Like, you know, I wouldn't, they're smart. The I mean, like for most yeah. people have issues like getting their protein target, you True. know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, in yeah. that case, whereas like I, I can hit 220 grams of protein in a day without a protein shake. I mean, right. it's, I need have, to eat, like I need to be dialed in, but right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think it just shows like, there can be differences. Like it could be where like you need the really, really high volume. I do yeah. need to be full to a point, but I am much more, I need to satiate my cravings and I need to be really full. Yeah. And so I kind yeah. of get myself to, I'll be honest, I haven't really been full this whole first week of my cut. I've just been not hungry. Like mm. once I, and so that's fine with me as long as I'm not hungry and then I get to eat the, some of the sweets that I want to have and enjoy things. I'm good. So I think it just shows the difference that maybe you're more like me, whoever's listening to this, maybe you're more like me and you need to satiate your sweet tooth. And maybe you're yeah. more like Alex where you're like, no, I need to be full. I cannot have an Oreo because it takes Let away me say, from I'm not, okay. I'm not full. I'm um, not, when I'm in a phallus phase, uh, I'm going so aggressive at it that I'm yeah. not full. It's just yeah. like, and I'm That's, usually still hungry after yeah. meals, um, even though I'm like, but, but, but again, I want to say that like, 
I am going at a rate of aggression Aggressive. that I would, yeah. I would say that one in a thousand people should go less, probably legitimately, yeah. probably less yeah. people should go at it the same way that I do. I think you should have a legitimate two to three years of experience with bulking and cutting cycles before you even yeah. entertain the thought of going at the rate that I do, which is yeah. usually about, <laughs> most people are thinking like, oh, wow, he must lose like three, four pounds a week. I'm talking about going one and a half to two pounds per week. So yeah. if you have these expectations where you're going to lose 10 pounds in a month, if you're not doing the things that I'm saying, yeah. you're not walking 15, 20,000 steps a day. You're not like cutting out all of your favorite snacks. You're not eat, drinking any liquid calories. Like it's just not realistic. Like yeah. Yeah. one pound per week is a, is a phenomenal rate. Like, yeah. No, that's a good point cruising. that you brought it up. Like all of this is us talking about it because you have been doing it aggressively as of lately. And so this is yeah. all your experiences with doing it really aggressively. So yeah. I'm curious if we like compared apples to apples on percentages, where I would be to feel the same as you. Does that make sense? In terms of like percentage deficit or what do you mean? Yeah. Percentage deficit. What was your percentage of your deficit? Do you remember? Um, or like we did the see. math. Yeah. Let's see. My maintenance started out at 3,300 calories. Now that plummets every time I move into a cut, you know what I mean? Right. Just like, yeah. Yeah, I slow down. I stop tapping my feet as much. I stop. Just you know, for and I, ease. I force myself. Yeah, just for, just for just, ease. Let's just do thirty-three hundred. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> I just want to like reiterate that I don't recommend this. Like, I really okay. want to reiterate that that I do not recommend this. My last cut, I started out at seventeen hundred calories. I can. I cannot. Okay, which is like fifty percent. Fifty percent. Yeah. 50%. So if I did a 50% deficit, that would be 2,500 like divided by two. I mean, 1,250 calories. Yeah. And I'm yeah. at 1,800. So you can imagine how hungry you'd be. Yeah. If I was at 1,250. Yeah. And like, that's, that's forcing myself to step, to walk 15 to 20,000 steps every day. Like yeah. I'm like dealing with headaches. I'm dealing with intense yeah. amounts of hunger. Yeah. Um, I, and then again, like I, I do again, want to reiterate that one, I wouldn't recommend this Two, my cuts are short. I'm yeah. not cutting for like 12, 13, 14 weeks. I'm cutting yeah. for like four, six, eight weeks. And yeah. usually around, and, and during that, I'm increasing the calories on days. Like if I'm really hungry, I just eat up to like 2,200 or 2,300 right. or 2,400 or whatever. And right. then, you know, obviously it's not 1,700 or 1,800 every single day. Yeah. It's, there are days I'm less than that. There are days I'm more than that. And then I increase over time as it yeah. gets harder. And as I get leaner, I end up yeah. increasing. Whereas a lot of people what they'll do is like, they'll start out and then because they weigh less and they're moving less due to the cut, due to energy, you know, whatever, they have to lower their calories. Maybe they start at 2000 and then maybe two weeks later, they have to drop to 1900. Another two weeks, maybe they have to right. drop to 1800 or whatever. I go the opposite route. I start off very aggressive guns blazing. And then I increase Take my calories off. over time yeah. um, as I get leaner. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I can't, I'm just trying to think about 1250 for myself as five foot, yeah. like I have, this is the thing people need to understand. If you were like four foot nine or four foot nothing, like it's potentially that your deficit four calories foot nothing. are. I mean, I'm just making like a sure, yeah, extreme, it, yeah. whatever. Wow. Four foot nothing, just you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. keep going. <laughs> um, you know, your calories per deficit probably will be twelve to thirteen hundred. Like that's just realistic. So I'm, but yep. I'm thinking of myself as like a five foot seven, hundred and fifty something pound woman. A lot I'm just of muscle, like, very active. That would be very hard for me to go down to twelve fifty because that's like you said, fifty percent of my calories maintenance cut wise. And I'm just like, okay, I probably would not honestly have those as many as many cookies as I had and those. I would be very much focused on, like you said, high, really, really high, very high foods. amount of uh, vegetables. That's the only like, way to make it through. 
Yeah, and potatoes are a staple for me because they're so highly satiating. Well, you have to think nutrition-wise too, like making sure you're getting your micronutrients in and yep. all that's got to prioritize to those vegetables, whole foods, proteins, and all that stuff too. So Yeah. But. For for people who are listening, you know, who are like, okay, 50%, wow, that seems like a lot, but what should I be? You know, what, what, what percentage of a deficit should I be in from mm. my maintenance calories? I think like, I don't know if you'd agree with me, but 10 to 25% would be a yes. good number. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a good range. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sorry, we've, we've tangent for like 20 minutes now. So maybe oh, we, should we always do. We I always know. do. We'll go ahead and hop into the podcast. So today we're it. talking about a lot of mindset challenges that you make. or I mean, talking about fat loss, um, yeah. but a lot of mindset challenges that you may go through and that keep you from achieving your fat loss goals. And so we have seven here. We have one kind of to add and maybe we'll come up, not come up, but maybe we'll think of other ones. But these were like just the main ones when we talked through that we just see really stops people mindset wise. And you may relate to all of them. You may relate to some of them. You might not relate to any of them, or maybe there's just one where you're like, yes, that's, that is me. And so these are mindsets that are holding you back from achieving your fat loss goals, or maybe not holding you back. Maybe it's making it harder. Maybe it makes it more difficult, more overwhelming. And so these are things just to keep in check when you're in fat loss. And I always say to like clients and just people I talk to in the DMs, I feel like fat loss and fitness just in general is like, 90% a mindset game. Really? I say if, 100%. Yeah. 100%. If you, well, yeah. And I guess I say 90% because it's like 10% is like you have to, you know, cook things and physically do things. But like, sure. yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Most of it's mindset. Cause like once you can get your mindset, I don't say under control because I feel like that sounds bad, but like, just locked in. Like you're yeah, just locked in and wrapped, understanding wrapped that around it. It's going to be a long process. Like, yeah. look, if you, if you, if you just put on body fat for the last 10 years, like you're like, oh, you know, when I was 30, it's like, I felt so good. And now, you know, over the last five, 10 years, I stopped, I stopped working out. I stopped moving as much. Maybe you had kids, you know, whatever happened. It's like, if you spent five to 10 years putting on body fat and you're looking to pull, like get that off in one month or six weeks or eight or 10 or 12 weeks, yeah. like it's probably not going to happen that quickly. Yeah. And that is, I mean, that's, that's kind of one of the mindset things that, you know, we should talk about is it's going to take way longer than you think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's perspective is so much mindset. So it's like you had a different perspective on food and on exercise and on activity. And so now you're changing that perspective. And so that takes a lot of time. And then on top of that, just having like social media and the world just influencing you in other ways. So do we want to hop yeah. into the first one or is there anything I wanna, you want to Yeah. I want to say something really quick. Do you know yeah. that one meme and, and for the viewers, you know, obviously I can't pull it up or anything like that, but you know that one meme where it's like there's two guys, it's the same guy, they're on a bus, and one's looking out one window, and it looks like stormy yes. and cloudy, and then the other way is like sunshine. It's just like a yeah. same bus, just two different perspectives. Yeah. And I think like I made a I made a meme about this one time, or you know, and it was like one guy's like, oh my progress is so slow, and then on the other side, the bright side, it was like at least I'm making progress. Mm -hmm. And I think if you are, and I'm about to segue so well into this first mindset. If you are Perfect. somebody who has an all or nothing mindset, which is yeah. our first one we're going to tackle, stop seeing it as like, you need to see this on a spectrum of things. It's right. not like we're going to say the light switch. It's not light switch yeah. on and off. It's dimmer up or down. And right. if you are making progress, you're on the right side of the bus. You're making progress. You're, you're doing well. I wouldn't worry about like, oh, wow, it's going too slow or, you know, anything like that. Of course, right. you can always do things to make, you know, accelerate the rate of things, but you have to think about the cost that comes along with that. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm like, okay, what are you going to say? No, no, no. I was just going to say, so let's dive into the all or nothing mindset. And I want to add in that for each of these, I think we should try to provide a solution just in case people yeah. have, you know, um, 
you know, they say, they relate to one of these. It's like, how would we as coaches Coach help through them that. through this? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And I was just going to add in, I literally had a client um, example, just like from t- this morning, this weekend, she's a lawyer and she has a lot of time restraints. And so we've really talked through her schedule and worked through. And so we've come to the reality of like, she has to get up earlier. Like that's just going to mm. be the thing. She has to get up earlier to have more time. And whether that's used for working some or for going to the gym, we, she's got to give herself some more time. And is that trade-off worth it? And she decided it is. And so we were like, okay, let's plan your day from waking up at five and working your way, you know, towards to being up at five, getting to the gym and all that. And so over the weekend and last week, she's trying to get up and she wasn't able to get up at five, but she got up at six. And something she said in her text to me, she's like, I know we're trying for five, but I've gotten up at six every single day. And anything earlier is, is successful. And I was like, that is the mindset to have. Most people go into this, like, I'm not getting up at, at, at five. And so it's just like, I either don't get up or I, or I do. It's just, like I said, all or nothing. And so it's like, well, if I'm not getting up at five, then I'm just not going to do anything at all. And like for her, she was like, no, like I'm going to have to slowly work my way towards this. So like I'm getting up at six, which is a step forward, even if it's a baby step. And then eventually I can baby step up self to five forty-five and five thirty, and maybe five. And maybe she figures out that six actually works, but it's just this, this mentality of if you're not doing everything that you've set up protocol for your wise, for yourself or your coach has, you might as well just do none of it. You shouldn't track, you shouldn't get your steps in, like, screw it. I'm not doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. So I do any of it. And so I think on our, on social media, I've posted before, think all or something versus all or nothing. So instead of throwing it out the window and saying, well, I can't do everything. Well, then just do something, pick one, pick two of the things that you can do. And that way you're doing something which is moving you more towards your goals. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. It's, um, you know, two places that I see this very often. I'm sure you'll agree is one. And this is the number one is the, is with diet. Yeah. Is people are like, Oh, I ate pizza today or, you know, Oh, I had a few drinks or whatever it is. And it's like, well, I'm already over my calories. Yep. F it, you know, and we'll talk yep. about that one in a little bit, but it's like, you, you don't have to go out to dinner just because you're going out to dinner with some friends. Doesn't mean that like your, your progress is going out the window. Yeah. Let's say you're in a 500 calorie deficit and then, you know, you go out to dinner or you're shooting for a 500 calorie deficit. If you really go nuts, you might be a little bit above maintenance. That's not the end of the world. It's really not that big of a deal. It's like, if you go nuts times 10, then it's like, and you keep doing that every single weekend, these one-off days, they don't really matter that much. It's what happens over the course of weeks and months that really will change the trajectory of your progress. And yeah. the second place I see this is with workouts. People might say like, oh, I can't get to the gym or, oh, I, I don't have the full hour, hour and a half that I normally need for my workout. And I've been telling my clients, it's like, okay, just do one or two sets rather than doing like three yep. sets of, of different things, or maybe even potentially four sets, just do one or two working sets. Right. You know, get in there, do a warm up, one or two working sets. The first sets are the most stimulative, anyways. There's diminishing right. returns on the potency of those sets. So it's like a lot of my workouts now, if I'm really crunched on time, I will do one really, really, really hard set after a warm up. And I mean, I'm still getting stronger, I'm right. still getting bigger. And you will too. The, the amount of stimulus we need is it's not as much as people think, as long as we're taking our sets close to failure. Yeah. Yeah. I think my advice to someone who's in this mindset, or this is how I personally operate and it's helpful for me is that just remember like you are 
you are one decision away from a win, right? So when you get into this all or nothing mindset, you've probably recently just done something that has that isn't aligned with all of the protocols that you have, whether that's like you missed one workout or you went over your calories. And so you're like, well, I went over my calories. I might as well just eat as much in front of me as possible. I'm already over. I might as well just go all the way. It's like in that moment, you have a choice to make of I either can now I've gone over my calories so I can either stop or I either can slow down, drink my water, step away from the situation. I don't know if you're out to eat or if you're at home, you know, there's, there's many different ways that you can change the situation or you could, you know, go all in or just take a second and make a different decision. And that one decision to stop being all or nothing is a win. You are one decision away from, from changing your all or nothing mindset. And so it's just like, if you can just pivot a little bit, you can have a win versus and it's like a lot of times we see like on the weekends, people, that's, I think another example, like you said, food and, and exercises weekends, people are mm. go all in on the week and then nothing on the weekends. And it's like, you go into this, Oh, I'll start Monday mentality. Why wait for Monday? You can literally make the choice right now. Be like, you know what? I went on my calories today on Saturday. Well, tomorrow I just get right back to tracking, stay within my calories. Why go all for the weekend and then wait for Monday. You're waiting for Monday to have another win when you could have one in the next moment by making that decision. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, the way I set it up and I, I talked about this, I think it was episode 26 that we talked about the, um, I'm pretty sure it was episode 26 okay. at the end, like very close to the end of it. Maybe last 10 minutes or so is when we talked about the light bulb kind of thing. Like it's yes. not on or off. It's the slider. Yeah. And I think if you're struggling with this, I'll just keep it really brief and concise. But if you want a longer rundown, episode 26, where I'd go, um, but just set up like, what's the absolute worst decision you can make for your goals? What's the absolute best decision you can make for your goals? Let's find three middle ground options, mm -hmm. you know, and that just makes it yeah. so much more realistic. Like if the worst decision is like, okay, yeah, I, I slam 10 shots with Becky and then we go out and get pizza and tacos and then like, okay, now we're eating, you know, whatever else. It's like, yeah, yeah that'd be pretty bad for goals for people who have fat loss goals or like not going to the gym at all. Right. You know, that might be the worst right. decision and the best decision might be like, okay, yeah, let's go to the gym or let's eat, you know, whatever within our calories. Maybe this middle ground decision is like, okay, I'm going to eat more toward maintenance calories. I'm going to have a right. rough idea. I'm going to, maybe I can't go to the gym or if I do go to the gym, Maybe it is just like a shorter workout. Maybe I do one or two sets of each work or of each exercise, or maybe I just do like one set of, you know, inverted rows or one set of pushups and one set of split squats, like at home, like you can yeah. do that and still get a great workout. How many people can really do 20, 25, 30 body weight, rear foot elevated split squats or Bulgarian split squats? Like not that many people, Yeah, not that many people with full range of motion. So if you can't do that, oof, you got an easy win right there. Just bang those out. Yeah. And I, I kind of want to touch back on your, um, light switch dimmer scenario, because if you're an all or nothing mindset person, you see your fitness as an, as a light switch where you turn it on and off, on and off, on and off. You need to change your mindset from seeing it as a light switch to seeing it as a dimmer where when life gets really, really busy, you can dim it down a little bit when life is maybe not as busy or, you know, you can use whatever situation, busy, overwhelm, whatever, and turn it up a little bit. And so instead of always seeing like, I only do fitness when I'm, when I'm not busy, or I only do my fitness when it's convenient or when I don't go over my calories or whatever it is, it's like, no, this weekend I have a social event. So I'm going to dim down the lights a little bit. I'll eat some more calories so that way I can enjoy myself, but I'm not going to turn it all the way off and just go all or nothing. And so stop seeing your fitness journey as this on or off switch see it as just, once you decide that your health and your fitness is important to you, 
that light switch is always on and all mm. you're doing is just dimming it down and dimming it up depending on the scenarios that you're in. Yep. Totally agree. So, you want to move on to the next one? Yes. The slippery slope mindset. This is one that I popped in here just because it's one that I have struggled with a lot and I've had other clients struggle with it. It's, it's the mentality of, let's say, uh, steps. I mean, steps. I was going to go to workouts, but let's just start with steps. Let's say your steps, you're trying to hit a 10 K step goal each day and you're short by like a thousand or 2000 or whatever you hit eight K like, ah, uh, you know what? Like I could get in right now, but like, I'll just get extra in tomorrow. So tomorrow I'll get 12,000 tomorrow comes, something happens. You get really, really busy. You can't go get 12 K steps. So you only get eight K again. And you're like, well, it's not a big deal. I'll just the next day on Wednesday, I'll just get more steps. And it keeps coming to a slippery slope where you push. Um, another situation where I see, see the slippery slope mindset is workouts, right? So maybe you, you schedule your workout for in the morning, Monday morning, right? Bright and early 5.00 AM you wake up, you're tired. You're like, you know what? Like I have four workouts. It's only Monday. Like I can push it off. I'll do day one on Tuesday and then Wednesday and then Thursday and Friday. And then Tuesday you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm tired. It's fine. Like I still have five more days of the week. I'll just push it off. You keep pushing and pushing and pushing it off. And so then you finally get to the gym, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, oh, Friday comes around. You have social events. Now you can't go to the gym, but you've pushed it off so much that you're now not going to be able to hit all of, all of your days because you're in this slippery slope mindset of just like all make it up. And I call it slippery slope mindset because when I've talked with clients about this, it's like, it's a slippery, it's, you give yourself an inch, you take a mile. It's a slippery slope of just allowing yourself to just like push things off, push things off, push things off. You do it once you kind of do it again. And it's a slippery slope into, okay, then I'm not going to work out at all this week. And so if you, my solution for me personally, cause I struggled with this a lot was I stopped negotiating with myself. That's what I did a lot. Slippery slope is, especially this workout. So I wake up in the morning or maybe it'd be the afternoon. I really tire. I'm like, you know what? I work out four times a week. I got seven days of this week. I'm just going to go tomorrow. And I push it off and push it off and push it off. And so finally I started realizing I can't trust my word. When I say I'm going to work out on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, I know that potentially that's not true because I don't hold myself to that. And so for me, if I say I'm going to work out on Monday, I'm going to work out on Monday and I don't negotiate that with myself. So if I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, I really don't want to go work out on Monday, I'm at Brie, you scheduled it for today. I know you want to push it off, but think about all the other times you've pushed off that Monday morning workout and how you've regretted it and it screwed up the rest of your week. And then you were able to get this certain workout in. Just go. You've never gotten to the end of a workout and regretted not going. You, it's always felt so good. You've enjoyed it. Just go. And so I'm like, you know what? You're right. And so I'll get up and go. Or what will happen is I might be like something maybe pops up last minute in the morning. I have a client call and I'm like, look, okay, I know I have to reschedule this, but I have to go today. I will not let myself out of going on Monday. Even that means I have to go at three or at six or at eight o'clock. I don't let myself out of going on Monday. And so I hold myself to my word. So when I plan something, I'm very hesitant to, to say something because I know the second I say it, I'm going to commit to it. And so it helped me to get out of the slippery slope because I don't allow myself to, I don't give myself an inch anymore because then I'll take a mile. I say, Hey, if you're going to commit to working on a Monday, you have to go. So make sure that you actually can go on Monday instead of just trying to find time. Does that make sense? How I explained you're still muted. Okay. There we go. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think the, the, uh, scheduling is such a good, it's such a good call for this. It's like, give yourself daily minimums that you have yeah. to make like you know in the case of um maybe it's protein targets yeah that's a good that's a good daily minimum to hit or or step goals yeah it's a great but i was uh when i was typing earlier it was because i wanted to 
look at like a real case scenario of like, okay, if I wanted to get 10,000 steps on average across a week, how many, you know, like, what does that look like? If I do a few days of 8,000, how many would I need to get in order to make that up? Yeah. So let's say like we want a 70,000 across the uh, entire week. Oh boy. If you do five days of 8,000, you need about 20,000 steps on Saturday and Sunday to get that average back up to 10,000. Yeah. That's a lot of movement. I mean, you have to yep. be so committed. You have to you have to spend a large portion of your day walking at a pretty decent pace, I might yeah. add, in order to yeah. actually hit that. And if you have like an at-home walking pad, yeah, it becomes realistic. But I do think just having some kind of daily minimum and scheduling out your workouts is such a it's it's such a good idea. Just make those commitments and maybe maybe make it a little bit easier for yourself. I think one of the small like I, I hate to say hacks hacks has gotten such a bad reputation you yeah. know, as, a, as a word that we use. But one of the small tips that might be really helpful is set out your rear running shoes, you know, yep. bring your bring your gym clothes to work or bring them to you know school or whatever it is. Um, set them out the day before that way it's just one less decision maybe have your protein in a shaker don't put water in it you know because then it gets a little yucky yeah yeah true um put your protein and creatine in a shaker and just have have things ready make it easier for yourself and i'm going to add to that one because that's something else i've struggled with it's called i call it um procrastination progress Mm. because well or not procrastinating progress planning procrastination Because something I do is when I don't want to do something, I'm like, well, I need to get all my ducks in order first. Like if I need to go do the laundry, I'm like, well, let me write a to-do list first. I don't need to write down a to-do list. And I'll be like, oh, let me get my highlighter so I can highlight the ones that are really important in pink and then the really non-important ones in orange. Why? Why am I doing that? So just make sure when you are, I think what you said is a great idea. Like you said, in the morning, like I did it to a point when I was transitioning to working out in the morning, I would go to sleep in my workout clothes. So I had, mm. I literally had to roll out of bed, throw my hair up and just get in the car. And my pre-workout was already made. That is a great idea. Just make sure whenever you are planning things, you're not using that to procrastinate and do what you actually need to do. Because that's, One. I still struggle with to this day and I have to catch myself <laughs> on it too. And that's more so like not really fitness as much where I'll do that, but just like other things in my life of like, Really house stuff. stuff. Yeah. Like I need to, I'm not going to go down that tangent of house stuff. I got to get done, but I do, I did it last week, literally. So sometimes I, so I have a checklist. I use an app called tick tick. Um, and I just like set up daily reminders. I know you use your Google calendar as like a task checkoff thing. Yeah. There are times that like, if I do laundry and it's done, I will type it in my tick tick. I just to check that. it off. Yeah, just just like a little momentum booster, a little dopamine hit, you I know? I do too. I do too. I literally, this morning, I was like, oh, I'm low on my energy drinks that are in my fridge. So I put on my to-do list, restock fridge with energy drinks. And so I can check yeah. it off because it's yep. that much of a dopamine hit when you check yeah. it off. So yeah. But I probably procra- I probably didn't need to put that in there. I probably procrastinated five seconds of my life and didn't need to put that on there. But it also one is a nice double hit. So one rule that like I have ingrained in myself, and sometimes Maddie hates me for this, um, is if it takes less than five minutes, do it right now. Yeah. And there are no exceptions so to that. True. So if it's like if there's laundry to put away, I don't care if it's 11 p.m. and I'm exhausted. If it takes yeah. five minutes or less, I'm just going to do it right now. Yeah, just, I like that. That rule, I've I've been doing it for about probably three, four years now. It's like kind of borderline changed my life, to be yeah. honest. Like my whole house is so much cleaner because of it. Like True. just vacuuming the dog hair. You know, I have a golden retriever, so like dog hair is 
every single day you know yeah. i have to like yeah. i got this giant dust mop though like one of those for like a gym like yeah. it's like four or five yeah, feet so you can just did you sweep see... it i know yeah, exactly did, what did you see that about. when you were here i don't know if i pulled it out i didn't but i know exactly what you're talking that about that thing is so, so nice so i yeah, just like I go bet. through it and then i and then i followed up with like a vacuum after for like any spots that were harder to hit but yeah that thing's pretty nice that is really really nice Um, Yeah. Next one is non problem solving mindset. And so this is, again, these mindsets are what are holding you back from your fat loss goals. And so having a not trying to solve the problem mindset, I'm going to explain this so it makes more sense. So when you go into a situation and let's say like you go over your calories on the weekend, you know, you go to a friend's place, you're out having a cool day, whatever it is. And then you go over your calories and you're just like, Oh, this sucks. Like I, I can never do this. I can't hit my calories. That mindset right there is keeping you from your fat loss goals. If you can be like, hey, I went over my calories here. What, how can I be better for next time? Like, what did I miss plan on? What can I plan better? Where did I feel like I struggled? You're looking at it and saying, okay, where is the problem lying? And how can I problem solve? So that way I can do better for next time. If you simply change that for everything or anytime you just don't do something up to par like you're wanting, I guess actually there's two sides of this now I'm saying this, but I'll talk about the one is, Anytime you're not up to par with hitting a protocol like you want, if you can just have that mindset of like, okay, let me look back, be introspective. How could I change the situation that will change everything for you? The one thing I want to add before I let you talk is sometimes the problem solving is realizing that you're asking too much of yourself. So almost back to the step thing where, you know, you put in, if you hit, if you have a 10,000 step goal and you hit 8,000 for five days, now you have to get 20,000 on the weekend. Should you even have a 10,000 K step goal? Right? right. So problem solving doesn't only just mean, okay, that means I have to get up at 1am every single morning to make it to the gym. You actually maybe just realize like you can't do morning workouts. Expectations. You got to change your expectations. Manage your expectations too. So that's And also- change your rate of like, change yeah. your rate of progression. Yeah. 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 And I want you to keep diving in on with, I don't know if you have any thoughts on all that. Yeah. So one, one area that I see this is not fitness and nutrition. I mean, oh. yes, that too. But um, with my friends specifically dealing with their parents' technology issues. Oh my God. <laughs> Please Some... dive into this. Yeah, I will. What do you mean? Okay. I'm happy to. My okay. mom, my mom, so my mom will call me, but it's more than just my mom. But yeah. my mom will call me. She says, she, she, I'm her IT support. We, yeah, she has four it. kids, but I'm like the technology person, I guess. Mm-hmm. So if her TV isn't working, she calls me. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm stalwart that she could figure this out if she just pushed a few buttons on yeah. her remote, right? Took two you know, seconds just, to think about just it. Just tried. I yeah. don't mind. I like talking to my mom. So yeah. if it just gives her, if I'm if I'm IT support and it gives her a reason to call me, that's great. You know, that's yeah. nice. I'm like happy to answer her anytime. Right. Right. That said, a lot of my friends, some of my friends, one of my friends in particular, his mom is so adamant in not figuring out any technology things like setting up a Nintendo switch. It's two wires to plug in. It's a one, one into the wall and one into the back of the TV. There's a shape, you know, and and the shape has to match. Yeah. Go ahead. There's probably instructions too on the box. There are, there are instructions. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's also part of problem solving to be like, let me just YouTube this. Google it. Google, Google it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, keep going. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of, I'm sure you and I both get, I'm, I'm sure I do. I know I do. I'm sure you get a lot of questions that by the time people, I love answering people's questions. Yeah, in the DMs. I do too. Don't, hesi- don't hesitate to shoot me questions. Right. However, there are a lot of questions that I get asked that in the time 
it took that person to find me, send, type out the message, press send, not to mention the time it takes me to then read the message, open it, read it, respond. They could have had their, their, their question answered hours ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. literally hours ago, it's a simple Google. Yeah. It, it is, it is pretty shocking when people, and it's not like really in-depth questions that only I would know right. because there are some questions like, you know, like, okay, how big of a calorie deficit? I'm not going to calculate that for yeah. you guys. I'm sorry, but well, different questions, I, you know, it, it's again, like you said, it's very, I don't want any, this to scare off anyone from asking us questions. Even if it is simple, we're going to answer. We love yep. helping people, yep. but this is where we notice, or I think right off the bat can notice if someone's a problem solving person or not, it'll be something where maybe I'll post like a photo of. I don't know, like a new, uh, the Kimaid Alani new, whatever, right? I'll put new launch, new Kimaid Alani new. They'll be like, what's Kimaid Alani new? You could have just Googled Googled that and it would have told you right away. Now I get, if you don't understand, like, what are the benefits of, I'm going to go into creatine because this is the one I get, but people like, what are the benefits of creatine? Why would you take it? That's not that easily Google, Google. It's it's tough to find good articles and good sources of information for in-depth stuff like that. But I'll have someone just message me. Like I'll post that I'm taking creatine. Like what's creatine? It's like, at least just Google just you can find the basis of what it is and then ask more like, well, why would you consider taking it? And those, you know, again, if you're, if you text me or message me, what's creatine, I'm not going to be mad at you. I'm just like, wow, no. you could have figured this out sooner. Now you're having to wait 24 hours for me to respond to figure it out. But right. those simple things are just like problem solving skills to have. When a client texts me or, you know, messages me, text me, whatever. And yeah. is like, um, they say something like, you know, I noticed that my calories were a little bit higher. I went out to dinner with the week with my friends this weekend, and I realized that I need to pre-log or I need mm-hmm. to do this. I am just like, I love you so much. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. like they know. A lot of times, people know the answers. It's yeah. How can they implement it in their own lives? And yeah. A lot of times, you know, that's what you and I are there for is yeah. to help just figure out how to implement these different little things. These yeah. these little small tips. But man, when when people take initiative. I do just like, I want to give him a hug, you know, it's like a yeah. high five and it's like, you, you rock, you know, well, you're awesome for that. And the client doesn't have to know that like the solution is to pre-track. They'll be like, Hey, I really struggled with this weekend. Let me tell you about what can my I weekend. Do? Yeah. I can't figure out what to do. And it's like, that's great. First of all, the first Perfect. thing that you did was come to me. That's the problem solving yes. you did is you're in a, you're yes. in a pickle. You don't know what to do. So you're going to a source that you know could help you. That right there is a problem solving step right there. And then yep. you're allowing me to help you. So it's not that me and Alex are saying you need to have like all the answers or you need to make sure you're asking insightful things. You can't ask us what creatine is. It's like, just take two seconds to, to think about it and then be like, okay, what is the best next action for me to take? So that way I get well the worth of the question I'm looking for, I don't know the word that part, but you know, that I'm getting out what I, what I need. Yep. So totally get what you're saying. All right. Next. Um, wow. We probably should go through these a little bit faster. We've been, it's okay. Yeah. We could go through these a little okay. quicker. Anyways, motivational mindset. This one you probably heard all the time. It's just doing things based on motivation. And I say this all the time on my page. And so I, apologize I'm repeating it you've heard it before but motivation is doing something based on how you feel and discipline is doing something despite how you feel so if you have a motivational mindset that means that you only do things based on your emotions and so if you are only going to the gym when you feel like it you won't get to the gym very consistently if you're only tracking your food when you feel like it you won't get to you won't be tracking your food consistently if you're you know only yeah. Going yeah. to work, you're when you feel yeah. like it, simple, you're gonna be fired yeah. within like the first few weeks unless you love your job every single day. Which like, yeah. I don't think that's happening 
for not even a single person on planet earth is like, I want to go to work every single freaking day. I don't think so. No, because you have to remember like, even like Alex and I love our jobs. We're definitely one of those small percent of people that do, but like there's backend stuff that we have to do. That is not fun. If I could just answer client texts all day, that would be great. Cause I love helping clients. But I have to do this like tax stuff and then talk to my CPA. And then we have to like, and sometimes this and yeah, this social media and, and editing social, yeah. videos and it's like some of this stuff like i like posting on social media i like sharing knowledge but like sometimes the editing and like all it's that it's just like yeah. yeah it's a lot we got a lot on our plate and i think you know all i know i know you do too listener like yeah i know you have a lot on your plate too yeah. so and there are days that you don't feel like doing it but you have to do it anyways because you're an adult and that's yeah. what you do and that's yeah. the same way you have to attack your fitness and nutrition goals if you're serious about it seriously getting somewhere mm-hmm. you have to do it whether you want to or not and yeah. this isn't to say like oh no rest days you know things like that like right. of course you have to give yourself a little bit of grace and a little bit of room a little, yes. little bit of wiggle room but you can't don't you know like you said earlier like don't take an inch and take it a mile you know yeah. like you, you have to you still have to have a little bit of strictness and a little bit of leniency with yourself again this yeah. all or nothing mindset you see how these are yes. all coming together uh, yeah, this, this is all just it. It's just this like web of like all connected. I was gonna say web. All, yeah, yeah, just a web of it. And, and like Alex said, it's like if you know if your your mother or dad or grandmother passes away, like we're not saying like oh you're being affected by your emotions. Like no, <laughs> like that is so understandable. You know what I mean? But like I said this in another podcast, but it's like you know when you go to pick your kid up at par- at carpool, I don't think there's a single day that you're like oh I'm so excited to go. I mean, maybe you are extra excited to see your kid, but like, yeah. it sucks. I mean, I'm not a mom, but like, I've been in a carpool line before. It sucks sitting in carpool line. Like, you don't feel motivated to go pick up your kid, but you can't just leave your kid at school. You know, like, mm-hmm. you you don't feel motivated to brush your teeth at this point. Brushing your teeth, there's probably not a single day you feel like it, except when your teeth are like all that peachy, fuzzy. Like, I feel like oh, it yeah. then. Yeah. Other than that, I don't have a single emotion towards brushing my teeth. No, it's you know just something I, mean? I, I do feel, like automatically. It's just something you do. And like eventually yeah. that kind of is what your fitness goal becomes. I think that's a little bit stronger than like brushing your teeth, obviously. But, you know, I've been kind of in a funk with workouts probably for the last like three weeks. And I've just still gone to the gym. Like they, they were kind of just like neutral workouts weren't great, but like I want to be a healthy person. I want to be strong. And so I just keep going. And like today I just felt great at the gym and the sparks kind of coming back, but I just don't go to the gym based on eh, I'm feeling like it or yes, I am feeling like it. So what would you do if somebody was feeling like for three, four weeks plus, like their, their, their workouts just weren't hitting right. What would you do? Yes. I, mean, I personally would tell them to sign up for our group training programs, either Brie or I's group training programs. There's a seven day free trial and it costs 27 or $30 a month. Um, but what would you do? Like, what would you tell them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, um, realistically, what I typically say is one, just push through it. Like everyone has these weeks where you or months where you feel like this and you just you, again, you didn't go, you didn't start working out and going to the gym because you were just feeling like going to the gym. You, you were going because you're prioritizing your health. And so it's still, whether you feel good or not, it's still benefiting you health wise and you not doing it doesn't really serve your health either, right? Like you not going, doesn't feel great. So it's like, let's still go. But another one that I do is I say sometimes like change up the stimulus. Like if you're just really, really feeling dragged from going to the gym, go like for runs. I don't know, like go do Pilates, go do yoga, do something that kind of ignites that like being passionate or not even being passionate, just like enjoying being active again. And then typically when you come back to weightlifting, you feel a lot better. I've never done that per se specifically, but I've recommend that to clients. It's been really, really great. I even had one client recently, she was struggling to get to the gym and she's like, you know what? This, and this worked for her, her. 
every day I'm gonna do 15 minutes of something. I don't care what it is, whether it's a video on YouTube, whether it's getting on my yoga mat, whether it's hopping on the Peloton bike for 15 minutes, I'm going to do something active every single day. And she held through that. She stuck to it. And there'd be times where it was 10 o'clock at night. And she's like, I haven't done my 15 minutes. I'm going to pull up a YouTube video. She just do it for 15 minutes. And after that, she was feeling so successful because she had so many wins. Yeah, so much this momentum. Past, this past week, she went to the, the gym three times and she felt great. She loved going to the gym. So sometimes it's just about like changing. You just need a little bit of change and you can come back to it. And sometimes just saying like, hey, you know what? No change is going to make me feel happier. I do this because I care about my fitness and my health. And so I'm j- just like brushing my teeth. I'm just going to continue to go, even if it doesn't isn't the greatest thing ever. I think sometimes, you know, if I was not following um, like a training program, um, like the Brianna Fitness uh, like the training program training or the program. A-team training program. Or eventually yeah. the Thrive training program. Or, eventually. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Hopefully by the end of this year. Um, right. Anyway, um, I think what I would do, and, and I've done this with myself with my own programming, is dude, Romanian deadlifts, barbell Romanian deadlifts. I need to throw like 275 to 315 pounds on a bar. I'm tired. Those yeah. things just tucker me out. I get so like mentally and physically fatigued from them. Hip thrusts for me, I don't get it. I just, I think hip thrusts are, I'm just going to say this right now. I think hip thrusts are super overrated. They are a oh. shortened position exercise, which we know is inferior for muscle growth compared to lengthened position exercises. Just want to throw that out there. Um, anyway. Uh, and so I think it's like, I don't know. I just, and it takes so much time to throw Now Smith machine hip thrusts. Awesome quick to throw together. And I, I don't, I don't want to say like hip thrusts are absolutely useless. I just think they're a little overrated. That's all I'm saying. You're kind of contradicting though. Cause even if it's a Smith machine, it's still short position. Like you're saying it is. Well, no, I well, So what I really want to say here is that like, for me, the barbell hip thrust specifically mm-hmm. is so time consuming to, to set, set up. up. Yes. Yeah. You need to roll a bar over. You need to get the bench, the right that height. And I know you need to do that for isn't worth it for you. Yeah. yeah, it's such okay. like a mental, yes. like, you know, fatiguing I thing. I, yes. I don't do hip thrusts in general, but if I did, it would be on a Smith machine. Yeah. Um, now, right now I'm just doing like, it doesn't really matter what I'm doing right now. But, um, you know, like if there's an exercise that you're not liking, hey, dude, just swip, just swap it out. You don't need to do any specific mm-hmm. exercise. So if there's like an exercise, it's like, man, this day would be so much better. This workout would be so much better if I didn't have to do like this thing. Don't Take sweat it. Out. Don't do I that agree. thing. Just swap it out. Like if it's split squats and you really hate split squats, congratulations. You don't have to do split squats anymore. Yeah. It's fine. That's actually, I've done that before too with clients is like, if they're feeling really down, I'm like, what are your favorite exercises? Like, what are the things that you love that fire you up to get you in the gym mm-hmm. that you love feeling strong at? Give me a list of those. I'm going to rewrite your program this yep. week. And we're going to yep. put every single one of those in there. And yep. then they're like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest working program. Yeah. Working out <laughs> yeah. Fun again. So if you are feeling in that slump, take a look at your program go just write a list of all your favorite exercises and then program yourself all those exercises. I mean, you know, assuming that, you know, some basicness of programming, I don't want you doing like a deadlift into a back squat, into a leg press, into like (laughs) RDLs. Like that's way too much, obviously. Um, But you know, like put, pop in some things that you love to get you excited about going back to the gym. I think that's why I loved, maybe that's what did it for me. But like today, oh man, it's the first day of the new program. Walking lunges. In my group, I have walking you lunges. Walking I love lunges. R- I love RDLs. I had RDLs today. I love leg mm-hmm. press. I had leg press today. What else did I do today? 
Oh, I'd like curls. Eh, I'm indifferent on leg curls, but like that's why I like curls. I get to sit down. I love sitting down for an exercise because yeah. it's so less fatiguing. I just know, I just know how optimal leg curls are. I know. You know, so yeah. it's like, oh, I love leg. I curls. just love sitting down. I'm just like, oh, Fair. I get to sit down for this exercise. This is great. So yeah. I just had a really, and then like you said, I love walking lunges. I did those. I had a PR. I did 50 pounds in each 50 hand. 50 pounds is insane. That's walking such an lunges. insane walking lunge. And then this guy was like, dude, you're a like that is heavy and i was like just make my day like it was just it's been a great day today like hey what's your name like it's nice (laughs) to meet you (laughs) and that sounds like i'm hitting on him which no yeah no no, no, okay okay just like making a friend yeah 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 yeah, yeah, no no yeah it was but yeah so it was it was a good day um you're on motivational mindset let's move on to the next one yeah sound good unless you have anything else to add no let's do it cool next one is focusing on what i didn't do mindset so this is for the person who every time you look back at your progress, you think I didn't do X, Y, Z instead of looking at all the things you did do. So if you, your plan was to go to the gym five times that week, but you only went three, you're focusing on the fact that you only went to the gym. You didn't go to the gym five times versus that you made it to the gym three times that week. So it's kind of a half glass full, half, half glass, half full glass, half empty, <laughs> mentality. It's just, it's a perspective thing and how you look at it. So I don't know if you want to dive in to this one because I've been doing a lot of talking. No, I mean, I think you nailed it. It's really just like, obviously this whole podcast is about mindset, but yeah. it's like, guys, stop being so hard on yourselves. It's, yeah. it, it's so often that it's, oh, well, guess I didn't do that or I didn't do that. I didn't do that. But what did you do? Yeah. What did you do? You know, yeah. maybe you didn't hit 8,000 steps. But did you get 7,000? And yeah. what were you doing before? I think that's the most important thing I, is like. I want you to talk about that because you and Danielle posted about that. Yeah. What were you doing yeah. before? Talk about that because that was a really great post. Yeah, it was. I think Danielle posted that specifically. Um, yeah. And I like shared it. And it yeah. was um, during our like last you know 12 weeks forward program, which we, we're not doing that anymore. We're doing forward forever now. But um, yeah. anyways, with that, you know, it, it was like so many people talked about what and, and we talked to them about it too on their entry. Like, what, what are you doing now? What, what are you doing before entering this program? And then we kind of got their, their answers after. And it's like seeing the difference in how fast people can change mm-hmm. just from small habits that can build up and build into wins. It's like what you were doing before got you into the position you're at now, which a lot of times makes you come to people like me, Brie, or Danielle. Right. And then we step in and we set up these habits. We set up these small wins for you and you start building momentum. And it's sometimes you forget how far you've come because mm-hmm. it just feels like it's it's your lifestyle that yeah. you have to think about what were you doing before and how much has changed since then and how like yeah. autonomous or automatic, I guess I should say, how automatic are these behaviors becoming yeah. and how different is that compared to where you were? And yeah, I, uh, yeah. so that's kind of that. There was one that I think on that post that she was that either someone had said or an example she gave, it was just like, you know, someone's frustrated. They keep going over their calories, but it's like, well, what were you doing before you joined this program with us? You didn't even know how to track. So the fact that you now are so educated that you know how to track and track consistently and track accurately. Okay. Let's move on from focusing on, you know, I'm not, or uh, let's, take a look back and think of, like you said, where you came from and now you're able to do this. Let's focus on like the fact that you're able to have the skill. And then it kind of goes back to our other mindsets. that we talk about have a problem solving mindset, like, okay, what, what is the reason that we keep going over? What can we prepare better for? But stop just focusing on so much of like, I keep going over my calories. I keep going over my calories. Like, okay, sure. We will solve that. But like, stop 
not giving yourself a win ever. Like you need to recognize that you came from not ever being able to track at all to now being able to track. And now we just have a new problem to solve. And that's okay. Because guess what? You're going to finally learn how to not go over your calories. And then another problem is going to come up and you're going to be angry to yourself about that. So you have to start celebrating where you came from and where you are Mm. now and just recognizing having the next problem is just a part of being human. You know what I mean? Like I think about even my own journey, just like as a coach, like there's times where like I'm frustrated about like, I don't know, certain content I'm putting out, or I just like, don't feel aligned with something or, you know, maybe like how I plan things. I don't know. Just, I get frustrated as a, as or harder myself as a coach. And I'm like, two, two, I just had my two year anniversary of being full-time as a coach on, on Congratulations. Thank you. And I'm like, past me would be like, wait, you're a coach like full time. Yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes I'll come back and be like, Brie, why are you being so hard on yourself? Like you get to do this full time. Like that's something there's, there's, I don't know if you've seen the reels, but I've, a lot of them popping on my feed is like, there is one thing that you are doing right now that past you dreamed of doing. Like whatever it is. And so it's like, I always have to think about that. It's like, yes, it's okay for me to be ambitious and for me to want to do more, but I have to recognize like, wow, I get to do this full time or wow, I get to do X, Y, Z, or I I can dumbbell walk 50 pounds. I'll be honest this morning. I was like, I really want to get to 60 pounds walking lunges. Like that is my ultimate goal. And I could have been like, oh, I'm still not at 60 pounds. Or I can recognize that this is the first time I've ever walked with 50 pound dumbbells. Like it's just literally a perspective change. Nothing about me physically or reality wise changed. It was just my mindset that changed. So there are uh, some people that are like, Oh man, I didn't get into the gym three times this week. Feeling horrible about that. Three months ago, you, you, you were too scared to go into a gym. Yeah. (laughs) Or use a machine or record yourself. Yeah, Yeah. totally. So it's like, sometimes it's just these small wins that, that, you know, they're not small. They're like massive. They are lifetime changes, you know, but it's, but it is, it they is, they may um, seem small, but they are massive. Yeah. It's That's a bummer thing. when people don't give themselves the credit that they deserve. Totally. Totally. All right. Next. Next one is the screw it mentality. I feel like we've talked about this already a ton. It's just that yeah. thing where it, it kind of goes with the all or nothing where just yeah. somehow something happens, whether that means you don't hear calories that day, you don't make it to the gym. Maybe you. It's like a tipping point. It's like the straw yeah. that broke the camel's back where it's like your brain just breaks a little bit and you're like, <laughs> F it, you know, yes. you, you say, you say, okay, it's uh, maybe you're out with your friends and your friends are like, come on, come on, have another drink, have another drink. And you, you're like, you know, I'm really trying to stick with this diet thing, you know, whatever. And they're like, come on, you know, egging you on. And you're like, <laughs> okay, fuck it. Yeah, you know? Yeah, and then, yeah. and then it's like, and then it's one drink. And, but that's not where you stop because, because you're in this all or nothing trap. And it's mm-hmm. like, Another drink, another drink, another drink. Let's order nachos. Let's get the fries. Let's get the pizza. Come on. After we get home, let's, you know, on the way, on the walk back home, let's get, let's get some burgers or something like that. Yeah. It's like, whoa, you can get real out of hand with this real quick. And I think it more than anything happens with nutrition in my mind, rather than I think people struggle with this with nutrition more than anything else. And I think like, dude, really analyze your friends. Are your friends going to care if you tell them like, Hey, you know, I'm not going to eat or drink a ton tonight. Like, yeah. you know, I kind of have this plan set out. If your friends are actually your friends, and I know most of them are, it's not like we have, it's not yeah. like all of us have like shady friends that want us to fail. If you tell yeah. them like, Hey, here are my goals. Here's what I'm doing. This is what I'm going to stick to. Not many people are going to be like really egging you on and, and pestering you to yeah. do that. So I don't know, just, 
just try to understand that, you know, again, this is a web. So there's so much overlap yeah. in everything that we're saying. But if you struggle with all or nothing, you struggle with the screw it mentality. They, those yeah. go hand in hand. Those go hand in hand. I remember there's yeah. been times where it's like, I don't know, I'm not feeling great. And I go to the gym and at the second exercise, and I, I definitely allowed myself to walk away before. Like I've gone the second, yep. second exercise. I'm like, dude, I can't do this. And I go home. There's sometimes where I'm like, no, you need to see this through. I don't care if you, you know, if you're doing 50 pounds for walking lunches, go grab the tens. I don't care if you do yes. body weight, go do yeah. body weight. That's fine. I just, for me personally, there's something I have to see things through. It's very important for myself to follow through with things. And this goes back to my slippery slope mindset that I struggled with is I need to make sure that I follow through on my words. So that way I can trust myself. And there's times where I'm at the gym and it's like, I'm not having a great day. I'm a little tired whatever, something just make them up. And it's like, Brie, just finish the workout. Like just follow through, hold yourself to it. Go do walking lunges. You know what? Toss out this last exercise and do something else. Just get four exercises done and then you can go home. And so there's times where you need to push through that. And then there's times where it's like, okay. And then this is more so again, is for working out where it's like, my period is killing me. I have the worst cramps. I am about to cry at the squat rack, I really need to go home. And like, it's, it's through a like trial and error that you find out where that balance is. There's no way for us to tell you where that is, but you know, you truly know when you can push yourself and when you're actually at your breaking point. Yeah, totally so. agree. Okay. Last one. We called this the woe is me mentality. And it's one of those things where it's like, you let, this is how I kind of see it. And then I'll kind of let you explain how you see it is you see your circumstances and, and I know your circumstances can affect things, but it's more so like, well, I can't do this. So I can't do that. Or this is what's happening to me. So I can't do this. And it's like, ugh, I really don't want to say this on the podcast, but I'm just going to say it because it's going to be the best way to explain it. But it's kind of like having a victim mentality. And like the yep. reason I hate saying that is because I'm sure there's some people listening to this podcast that have actual trauma they, and yeah, you've well, gone through some shit, you've gone through man. some stuff. And so I'm, I'm please, please hear me that I'm not like trying to, Belittler, being, yeah. a, being a victim of something like there's right. a thing, but we're, we're talking about nutrition here. We're talking about workouts. So yep. I'm just going to say like, you, you kind of make yourself the victim of your reality. And so it's like, the, is you being a single mom, having three kids, is it difficult? Absolutely. But like you can pull up YouTube videos, you can do something for 15 minutes a day. Like there's, there's, I don't need you going to the gym four times a week and, and, you know, I'm trying to think of like other things to do, like all these other things, like just meet yourself where you're at. Stop having this, like, well, because of the, because I can't buy protein powder, I can't, you know, hit my protein or track my food. Yes, you can. Will it take maybe some more work? Sure. But like you can hit your protein, even if you don't have protein shakes. Oh, well, well I can't go to the gym. So I shouldn't work out. No, do something at home, do body weight squats. Like a lot of times people will use their circumstances to create an excuse for their situation and then not follow through on things. Does that make sense yeah. how I explain that? A hundred percent. I think you nailed okay. it. I don't have that much to add, honestly. Okay. Okay. I, I, I just, yeah, you know, I, I've heard I've heard people say like, yeah, I'm so busy, you know, or, yeah. oh, I have kids or, oh, my job is so stressful. It's like, everybody's busy. Everybody's job is stressful. Yeah. yeah. Not everybody has kids. I got you. But like, and yeah. there are always circumstances that will make things harder or worse, but you have to play the hand that you're dealt. I'm such a big believer in that. That's you, the perfect phrase. Yep. You just, you have no other choice. Yeah. What other choice do you have? Yes, you complain. You can complain about it, or you can do something about it. Yeah. And I know this is coming. I don't have kids. Yeah, I have a job that I love that supports my fitness and nutrition goals. Right. 
So I get it. You know, yeah. I, I have a lot of empathy for people, you know, in different situations. And I hope that you all, you know, you listener, give yourself, you know, a lot of compassion, a lot of empathy, yeah. but at the same time, you call yourself on your bullshit. Yeah. You yeah. know, you don't make too many excuses for yourself. And you yeah. understand that, like, there are people who are in harder situations than me that are getting it done. Yeah. Yeah. I think one that I think about just, again, don't have kids, but was at a job that was, I went from seven to four every single day and, and at some one point eight to five. Um, but you know, I complained about like, oh, it's too hard to get up in the morning. I'm too tired. And then I would go home like, well, I'm too tired to go to the gym. Like I've had such a long day. And it's like, okay, well, you don't have any other options. So you got to pick, pick, pick the one you hate the least, either start yeah. getting up in the morning and going or go in the afternoon or just don't go at all. Like those are your only three choices. And so if you want to work out, you're just going to have to pick one of those. I think another one that I have heard or people, again, people struggle with is like, they go into a situation and they're like, well, I didn't know, or I wasn't sure this was going to happen. And they're, they're probably are genuine situations. I'm kind of thinking more like nutrition here. Like, oh, I went over to a friend's house. I didn't know what they were going to be having. And so I ate a whole entire pizza and it's like, okay, I understand that happened, but like, let's look back <laughs> a little bit. One, cause you have texted your friend beforehand and found out what they were going to have. Well, yeah. Okay. In the future, let's text them and say, Hey, and you, you don't have to explain yourself. You can, but you could be like, Hey, I have some fitness and nutrition goals. I would love to enjoy pizza with everyone tonight for our game night, or I would love to enjoy food. What are we going to be having tonight for game night? And then they'll be like, yeah, we're ordering pizza from little Caesars. Perfect. You go and pre-track it. You know what I mean? So yeah. So the situations where you approach, like you ask if they don't know what they're having, are you going to a situation completely blind? Sure. Absolutely. But it kind of goes back to problem solving. You know what I mean? Of just like, look at the hand that you're dealt with, just like you said, and find out, okay, this is what I have to deal with. How do I play so that I win? And that's all you can do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Imagine if I was like, oh, you know, I can't eat chicken. Yeah. Protein targets are going to be impossible. I guess yeah. that's tough. I guess I'll never gain but you muscle. you figured it out. Yeah. You're just like, this is the hand I'm dealt with. I just have to figure it out. And yeah. is it harder for you to get your protein in? Yeah. Than other people. I, I you have a lot more calories than, than someone like me. <laughs> so you can hit protein a lot easier with more calories. But I just want to say, like, if we're thinking about this relatively, like, it is harder for you to hit protein, technically. I mean, I guess you can just always have the beef, but you don't have the variety like other people do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you could get sick of certain meals, or maybe you don't because you this has been your whole life. And you're like, eh, I don't get sick of meals because I only have so many options. You know what I mean? Right. So it technically is more difficult for you, but you've chosen to have a positive mindset. You've chosen, this is the hand I'm dealt with. Why be upset about it? You know? Yeah. There's so. just like, no, that's just like complaining is such a waste of time. Yeah. Just figure out a solution and move on. Yeah. But I do want to say too, like you're a human. And it's okay to have those emotions. Just stop letting them stop drag clinging you on down to and clinging yeah. on to them. Like, be up. It's okay if you're upset that you want to be your calories. hundred percent. You know, shed it's a few. It's okay to let those emotions, yeah. like don't, don't hold on to them. Just let the emotion out yeah. and then move on. And yeah. And then use that emotion and be like, okay, now I'm going to problem solve. Let me figure out what went wrong, why that happened. And then move on to the next one. Like, it's okay. You have emotions. Just don't let that be the reason that you don't follow through with your fat loss. Cause and honestly, all these things can go to really any goals, like fat loss, yes. muscle building, Going for walks every business. day, growing like, a business, totally. Developing a relationship, like all of these things can go yeah. into that. I mean, I think growing a business is so synonymous with being successful in your fitness and nutrition goals. It's like yeah. nobody is building a business and successful literally overnight. Right. There are thousands of hours that go into even a six-figure business. I right. mean, like 
tens of thousands of hours that go right. into every single six, seven, eight figure business and yeah. beyond. Like it takes so much time and effort and you can't make excuses and you can't, you just have to be okay with the small wins and understanding that like, this is going to take more time than I had hoped for. Yeah. And I think one that will, I mean, probably hit home to some coaches that are listening to this. And, and if you're not a coach, you can still take this towards your fitness goals is, you know, when I started, I, like I said, I'm two years full time. When I started my coaching business, I was still working a 40 hour a week job. And the only time that I had, because I got up at, you know, 6 a.m. got or not 6 a.m. 5:30 a.m. was at the office by seven in my seat. Worked all day physically in an office. Got off at four. Drove to the gym probably and changed. So I probably got there 4:30, 4:45. Started working out by five. Worked out for an hour. Got home. I had to drive time, so probably got home by six something ish. Then I had to make dinner and do like I didn't have a lot of extra time for coaching stuff, so I did everything on the weekends. I filmed all my content. I took all my, um, sales calls. I even actually did zooms, zoom call with a lot of cl first clients that I had at like eight, 9 PM at night. Cause I was the, during the week and cause that was the only time I had. And so I, that was just a sacrifice. That was the hand that I was dealt and I had to play the hand I was dealt and I could have complained and like, yeah, it sucks. I, I be honest, making content for six, seven hours that would last me the next two weeks was a lot of time, but that was a trade-off that I had to take in order to do what I wanted to do and, and grow the business how I wanted to grow it. So yep. I had to make that trade-off. Play to your strengths and don't complain about your weaknesses. Yeah, 100% play to your strengths. Totally. Cool. Right. Um, do you have anything else you like talk the, about? I feel like the bonus thing we covered already pretty yeah. pretty in-depth, so I don't think we need to add that. Okay. Um, it just, okay, for the, for the listeners that are like curious, because I think there's going to be somebody that's curious. Yeah. It was really just like, we were talking about planning and how important yeah. that is, but I really do feel like we covered that pretty, we pretty did. in depth. So, yeah. um, no, yeah. I think, I think let's leave it there. Um, I think we should plug, uh, thrive one more time. If yeah. you go to, um, let's see, let's thrive.app. You can sign up uh, with your email for early access and things like that. We don't yep. have a specific timeline yet, but we're hard at work on it. Um, yeah, anything We're sacrificing else you want to plug? our weekends to work <laughs> yeah, for this. Yeah. Nights. I mean, again, I mean like literally yeah, 10, evenings. 11 PM, Brie and I will be FaceTiming like, yep. okay, what do we want to do with this? What do we want to yeah. do with that? And it's every single weekend we're working on this. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So like you said, go to let's thrive.app, put in your email. So that way you'll get a notification the second we launch. Honestly, I would love to even like send out progress emails and stuff like that yep. and other stuff. So if you put in your email, you'll be the Education first person to know. Yep. I guarantee you we will have a special for people that are on the email list as well. Yep. So honestly, if you just want a deal when we officially launch this, get on the email list. Again, it's let's thrive .app. Um, And also I would love if you guys would DM us which mindset thing you struggle with the most. I'm very yes. curious to I see so curious. if everyone's like, oh, it's all or nothing. Or people like it's focusing on what I didn't do. Or if it's multiple or if you're like all seven, I, I you know, relate to. So shoot us a DM and let us know which one you guys relate to the most. And then also, as always, if you like this episode, please screenshot, share to your stories. It is a free way to support our podcast. We, we love super it. Appreciate makes it makes us so happy. It does. The other day, somebody said like spending the day with Bree and Alex. On a Friday. And I was yeah. like, yes. I was like, this yeah. is so cool. That made me yeah. so happy. So yeah. yeah, cool. Well, you guys have a great rest of your week and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care.